The Kayfabe Crunch is lubricated by Essential Oils. Have you ever wondered how wrestlers get so shiny? It's part sweat, but it's mainly thanks to tubes of our aromatic flesh grease. Lather yourself like a luchador and shine brighter than any star in the arena. Warning, essential oils contain no essential oils and may erode your vital folds. The Kayfabe Crunch. First month free for new subscribers. Good day. This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, February 8th, 2020. I'm Marcus Moonsault. It's more important than ever to support wrestling news podcast journalism. Remember, the Kayfabe Crunch has been serving wrestling fans for over two decades. But as we're a bite-sized podcast, we had to wait for podcasting to be an established form before we actually produced any news. So consider a donation today or simply leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us much more than your useless currency. Top story, news next. Last night, Goldberg made his triumphant return to SmackDown. Live, via satellite, Big Boy Bill, he doesn't mind me calling him that, said he was inspired by what went down at the Royal Rumble, and the big event made Goldberg hungry for more gold. So he declared his intentions to be the next Universal Champion. Bray Wyatt, clearly inspired by the work we do here at the Kayfabe Crunch, interrupted Goldberg with a live news broadcast. He and Mercy the Buzzard had a quick back and forth with a weather report. But honestly, it wasn't that funny. Not that the news is supposed to be funny, it's very serious. As you'll all know from listening to this podcast, which doesn't contain a single joke. And if you just laughed at that last sentence, you're wrong. Goldberg didn't sit for any of Wyatt's antics and challenged The Fiend to a match in the Kingdom of Country Redacted. So in answer to the question, who's next? It's Goldberg himself, as he's going to be eaten alive by a demon. Look, I know WWE are avoiding it, but we can say Saudi Arabia, right? Oh, we can't. Oh, okay. And now it's time for your fast count. The Dark Order of News The dirt sheet dished diminutive dollops of dirt, something of a mizzed opportunity. The third eye aligned and the Velveteen Dream returned to NXT, although his tights were something of a velour nightmare for Roderick Strong. Braun Strowman suffering from concussion as he believes he's holding the 24-7 championship. I'll defend any time! Any place! Baron Corbin brags about the victory for his Kansas City Chiefs. Nice attempt at a glory grab, Corbin, but we all know you played for the Arizona Cardinals. Pirate ships containing several superstars spotted off the coast of Florida. Arrival expected in 57 days. Miz and Morrison debut trailer for their brand new blockbuster, Once Upon a Time on the Dirt Sheet, a film by Quentin Titan Towers. Elias writes song called Third Time's a Charm in reference to the stop-start nature of his career. Heath Slater is still alive as he made a rare SmackDown appearance, although the status of his kids is unknown at this time. On AEW Dynamite, 
Cody was whipped within an inch of his wife. You know, because Brandy Rhodes was stood beside him. Otis trains for date with Mandy Rose in an 80s style montage. And next week, Brickayla Spotify will bring you coverage of their date in a 10s style lifestyle segment. Sami Zayn aggressively collects Girl Scout cookie payments from SmackDown roster. Now you are going to pay! Baron Corbin threatens audio production staff on... No, no, you're okay, JD. He's not, he's not coming to get you. He doesn't have it out for all audio guys. This is a strict Corbin-free workplace. We take pride in that. Don't worry your beautiful bald head. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. There's no crying in wrestling. Last night, we saw Carmella unexpectedly become number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship in a fatal four-way match. But what about the other three superstars involved? To put a finger on the pulse of Friday night's women's division, we have our expert analyst, Christopher Litmus, on the line. Hi, Chris. Are you doing well? Can you put the kids to bed? Yeah, and then feed the tortoise. I have this one call, and then... Yeah, yeah, I'll ask about him. I know I'm doing it all for free, but it, like I say, you have to start somewhere. Uh, you're live on the podcast, Chris. Oh, hello, Marcus. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. So did you get a moment to watch last night's SmackDown? I certainly did. And it's time for the litmus test. No, 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 we're not doing that this time. We just need your thoughts on some members of SmackDown's women's division. Oh, right. Okay, fire away. Naomi put on a strong showing. Now that she's returned, where do you see her career going next? Well, she's got a lot of heart, and I can definitely see her bouncing back in the coming weeks. That's excellent news. And how about Dana Brooke? Well, she's got a lot of heart, and I can definitely see her bouncing back in the coming weeks. No, don't don't give him red cabbage. It'll be up all night. Mm-hmm. And what about Alexa Bliss? At least she always has the tag team division, right? Well, she's got a lot of heart, and I can definitely see her bouncing back in the coming weeks. Uh, thank you. Now, can you go feed the tortoise? I'm sorry, Chris. You're clearly distracted, and... Quite frankly, you're underprepared for this entire segment. I'm sorry, Marcus. It's been a crazy year for me so far. And I still haven't been paid a single penny from the work I've been doing here. What work? You just repeated the same line back to me. Yeah, well, not this week, obviously, but usually I give my best. Okay, Chris. Well, if you want to play this game on the podcast, then let's dance. You've got 30 seconds to justify your job at the Kayfabe Crunch. What? Right now? 27 seconds. Oh, uh, well, well um, my surname is Litmus, and that makes for a good segment title, I suppose. I am new to wrestling, but that makes me uniquely passionate about the modern landscape. I have a family of four to feed, five if you include the tortoise. My wife won in a raffle last week, and and you're, you're just going to cut me off with the sting, aren't you? You son of a... The Oscars are taking place this Sunday, and my favourite part of the award show is when they play sad music and flash a load of dead guys on screen. It really makes you think. In the last year, we've lost a great many legendary wrestlers, and now, over the top of some melancholic, royalty-free music, I'm going to pay ample tribute to their legacies. So unfold your handkerchiefs as we remember some of the all-time greats.
Iron Fist Holloway was a pioneer of the grappling arts. He made his name in Alaska in the 1960s, where he had the first ever Iron Man match with Eskimo Joe. It was a different time. The match lasted just two minutes, but was promoted as an Iron Man match due to Iron Fist Holloway's involvement. Survived by 22 children, 58 grandchildren, and a loving beagle named Happy Pete. Oh, I've just been told that Happy Pete has passed on too. Never mind. The Screaming Housewife, or Betty the Bitch, may not sound as progressive as she actually was. This was at a time where women were expected to furiously polish doorknobs, while men attended various motorcycle rallies. The mere fact she managed to wrestle on shows in the 1950s was impressive enough. Betty will be remembered by those who know their wrestling history, for her gender-smashing contributions to the business, and the fact she performed despite being afflicted by rickets. Rickets. It can be argued that Captain Superstrong was the first postmodern wrestler. Taking his inspiration from Superman and various Marvel masked men, he was a favorite of children and absolute losers everywhere. One of the first wrestlers ever to rock spandex tights, Captain Superstrong always had time for his young fans, and he spent the final two decades of his life in prison for- oh, oh my god, no, he's a disgrace. Uh, he needs to be washed from history. Can we cut this one? Yeah, cut this tribute, JD. Don't include it in the edit, okay? In the late 1980s, Johnny Alkaline helped to pioneer hardcore wrestling. Many say that without Johnny's insistence on using real machetes during matches, a lot more wrestlers would still have their fingers. It's as simple as this. No Johnny Alkaline, no ECW, and without ECW, there'd be no half-hearted ECW chance at WWE shows in 2020. So just think about that for a moment. The Great Goober, real name still unknown, was a comedy wrestler who mainly worked shows in and around Moscow. His performance satirized the Communist Party of Russia and did so successfully for around six days before he was taken away and not seen for 20 years. He then enjoyed a career resurgence in the late 90s, after Boris Yeltsin found him in a prison cell one evening while on his way for a big poo. Gone, but not erased from the history books. And finally, King Kong Bundy, who, of course, didn't actually exist. Join us Tuesday when we'll bring you all the latest from Monday Night Raw. And come back next Saturday when Seamus will reveal which societal group he's going to hate next. My money's on the Welsh. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news, bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is lubricated by Essential Oils. Most people want to ditch their skin grease, but at Essential Oils, we collect unwanted pus and blend it with our unique mixture of elements and cream. After a three-month translucifying process, we bottle it up so you can conveniently rub it on your thigh beef. 
the kayfabe crunch.